I'm George Lizos, spiritual teacher, psychic killer, and number one best-selling author. Growing up in a small and Christian community, I was judged and rejected for being gay and different. After a futile two-year attempt to change who I was born to be, I called myself a human abomination and almost took my own life. Fortunately, in my darkest moment, I saw the light and ventured on a healing journey of love, forgiveness, and spiritual awakening. Yet my dating life since hasn't always been all roses and rainbows, and my past dramas and traumas have definitely kept things spicy. Fast forward past many awkward dates and disappointing sex, I created Can't Host to challenge toxic gay stereotypes, explore the complex dynamics of gay sex and relationships, and create opportunities for healing and growth. If you're a gay guy seeking more joy, freedom, and authenticity in your sex, life, and relationships, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Can't Host. I'm your host, George Lizos, and in today's episode, we'll be talking about my own personal journey to overcoming sexual trauma. Although I talked about my experience with overcoming trauma and sexual trauma specifically in different episodes, I wanted to do a solo episode solely on that, just so I share my entire journey with the hope that it will give you the guidance and the courage and hopefully some inspiration to embark on your own personal journey to heal any past traumatic events that are blocking you from being your authentic self and from living a fulfilling life. We all go through traumatic events in our lives, and these traumatic events, they shape our identity, our beliefs, and our behavior, and therefore, they affect the way we live, the way we perceive ourselves, other people, and the world. Especially if we go through sexual traumas, we can be blocked sexually and not be able to enjoy our sexuality. And at the same time, our past traumatic events are blocking us from having fulfilling relationships and from communicating authentically and effectively with our partners so that we can create beautiful lives together. Many of us don't talk about our past traumas because, believe it or not, it's still taboo. Mental health is still something that we don't talk about. And we especially need to talk about it as gay and queer men. We need to be able to dive deep into our past because we have so much trauma there. Developmental trauma, complex trauma, personal trauma from everything we've experienced, from all the ways we've been bullied or rejected as kids and teenagers. And if we don't take the time to dive deep, identify, untangle, those past experiences and resolve them, heal them, release them, then we can't fulfill our potential. We can't experience or the love and the fulfillment and the joy that we want and truly deserve. So we owe it to ourselves to heal so we can live life more freely. Now, before I dive into my story, I want to share a little bit about my experience with trauma when it comes to my training. Now, I'm not a therapist, however, I have a master's degree in psychology. I also did a certification in trauma therapy, and therefore I have techniques and practices and modalities that I use with clients in my one-to-one -one sessions. I have a training in integral eye movement therapy, which is very similar to EMDR, which is basically a modality that's used to heal PTSD, to heal traumatic experience, and to shift your outdated identity and updated into something else. And also I'm a self-help author. I have 
15 years of experience of writing books about spirituality and personal development. And therefore, as I share my story, I'm also going to be drawing from my training and experience in trauma therapy to give you some guidance that you can use to embark on your own personal journey. Now, let's start with some of that guidance. I want to share a little bit about what PTSD is and how it's diagnosed presently. So here's a definition of PTSD according to DSM-5, the fifth edition of the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is the manual that psychiatrists and psychologists mostly use when they diagnose different disorders. For you to experience post-traumatic stress disorder. First of all, there has to be a traumatic event that you've been exposed to. And the symptoms that you have must last longer than one month for you to be diagnosed as having PTSD. Now, a traumatic event is identified as exposure to actual or threatened death, serious injury, or sexual violence. These are the only three events that the DSM-5 accepts as traumatic events. Of course, there's way more traumatic events that from my personal experience also create PTSD, but sadly, this is a limited version of PTSD according to DSM-5. The actual symptoms that people with PTSD experience are the following. Firstly, it's intrusions, which usually come as intrusive thoughts or dreams, repetitive thoughts and dreams about that traumatic event. And therefore, you may be feeling like you're re-experiencing the same thing over and over again. Another symptom is avoidance, and therefore avoiding places, thoughts, and people that are relevant and related to or remind you of that traumatic event. Third symptom is negative alterations in cognition and mood, basically limiting beliefs, sustained negative emotions, feeling detached from others, and more. And the final one is arousal, therefore being hypervigilant and experiencing fight or flight symptoms and being in a, in a panicky mode. So to be diagnosed with PTSD, you need to have at least one intrusion, one avoidance symptom, two negative alterations in cognition and moods symptoms, all tied to a traumatic event. Aside from PTSD, we also have complex PTSD, also referred to as developmental PTSD, which is PTSD with additional symptoms created as a result of prolonged or repetitive exposures to a series of traumatic events, particularly in your childhood. I consider developmental slash complex PTSD to be really important and something that we as queer and gay men have experienced a lot throughout our lives because if we've been bullied a lot throughout our lives for being gay, that's essentially a reason for developing complex PTSD or developmental trauma. Throughout our development, we've been experiencing sustained bullying, sustained trauma. Even if those traumatic events may not be part of the very limited definition of what a traumatic event is according to DSM-5, I personally believe that they are reasons for creating complex PTSD or even PTSD. So I want you to have that in mind, that even if you haven't been exposed to actual or threatened death, serious injury or sexual violence, you may still have symptoms of trauma, of PTSD, of complex PTSD. Now, let's dive into my own personal experience and you'll see how these symptoms are related to what I went through. And I want to start by sharing how my own 
personal traumas were created, how they got triggered recently, specifically three years ago, and what I did to heal them. So let's start from the beginning. As a kid, I was very different from other kids my age. Aside from the fact that I was gay, <laughs> and you could tell, there were other things that were different about me. I was, first of all, I was overweight. I felt I was ugly, at least that's what, what people told me. I had different interests, like I was a, a weird spiritual kid that liked hanging out with uh, flowers out in nature, and I talked to the flowers, and I pondered life's big questions at like six years old, so I was just a little weirdo. And as a result of that, I was bullied, both physically and verbally bullied, by my straight classmates and by people in general. So I always felt like I was an outcast. I always felt like I didn't fit in with other people. The only way I could deal with it at the moment was to become a people pleaser, to avoid the trauma, to avoid getting traumatized by bullies. I enabled them. You know how the usual stress responses is fight or flight? There's actually more. There's fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Fawn is what I did. Fight, you fight the bullies. You argue with them. You stand up for yourself. Flight, you run away from them. Freeze is you just freeze and you just take it. Fun is when your other practices didn't actually work and therefore you start enabling the bullies by becoming a people pleaser, by doing what they want you to do. So you're appeasing them. You're acting immediately to avoid conflict. It's really the saddest response in my experience. So what I was doing from a very young age, I was phoning. That was my response to bullies, essentially. Even though I didn't experience any abuse, physical or verbal, at home, I experienced a lot of it at school. And my response eventually ended up being fun, and therefore just appeasing, people-pleasing, to avoid conflict. Now let's couple that with my first sexual experience and the trauma that ensued after that. So I first met my boyfriend, I would say at the time, when I was 17 years old. And by the way, I have an episode with, uh, with him, Agnetas. He's one of my best friends now. So I'm going to link that in the show notes below so you can check it out. It's called Trending Gay Sex Toys with Agnetas Sergeyevas. We also talk about our experience and I'm going to share a little bit about it now as well and how I was traumatized by it. Long story short... I met him when I was 17 years old. It was right after I had tried, almost tried, to commit suicide because I had reached such a low psychological point of trying to change myself from gay to straight and I couldn't do it and I was so depressed and I'm like, you know what, what is the point of existing? I'm just going to take my life. And if you want to hear the whole story about that, it's episode one of the podcast. You can go back and listen to it. But after I decided that, you know what, I'm going to accept me exactly as I am. I went through my first self-empowerment journey of like boosting up my self-esteem and you know what, I'm, I'm gay and proud and I'm out and about and I'm going to mingle and I'm going to have sex and I was just so excited. So I met Agnetas and you know how it goes with teenage love. You immediately fall for the other person. So I immediately fell in love with him. We exchanged our I love yous one week into this well, quote-unquote, relationship. It wasn't really a relationship. We were just dating. But that's how I perceived it at the time. And then 
A few weeks later, he took his I love you back. And that completely destroyed all that work that I had done to build up my self-esteem. There I was, someone who was bullied his whole life, called fat and ugly and gay and too different and a weirdo, finally accepting myself, finally learning to love myself, finally standing up for myself and finally getting myself out of the comfort zone, losing my extra weight, feeling confident, falling in love with someone, feeling that love back and then having that person who gave you that love so open-heartedly tell you, you know what, I don't actually love you. I didn't really mean it. I was just, in the moment I said it, I didn't mean it. That hurt me traumatized me, destroyed me at the time. I was 17 years old. Having that experience really amplified my traumatic responses and it took me many steps back in my healing journey. From that moment, I closed up my heart. Eventually, Agnetas left for the UK and it took me seven fucking years to get over him. During this time, I graduated high school, I went to the UK, I went to university, and I engaged in sexual experiences that I didn't enjoy just because I felt I had to. My heart was closed. I was not willing or able or wanted to fall in love. I just wanted to have aimless sex. Basically, I started having sex out of FOMO. I was mostly drunk. I didn't enjoy it. It was painful. And many times I just forced myself to do it. I would literally get zero pleasure from it. I remember myself having sex with guys, not enjoying it, having so much pain, but still pushing myself through it. And I did feel a sense of satisfaction after it. I'm like, you know what, done. I am not weird. I am normal. I do what other gay guys do. I have sex. And I would take that off my list for like a month. <laughs> I saw it as a chore that I had to do rather than an experience that I wanted to enjoy. I didn't know how to experience sexual pleasure until recently, actually, because I was out of touch with my body. I was out of touch with my emotions. Eventually, after years of having unfulfilling sex, and that was essentially my 20s, I just gave up sex altogether especially anal sex. I would still do blowjobs and I would still do rimming and I would still do all the oral stuff, but I wouldn't engage in anal sex. So essentially, going back to PTSD, my sexual abuse that I experienced was self-inflicted. I wasn't really abused by other guys. I willingly put myself into experiences that I wouldn't enjoy sex and I perceived it as sexual abuse but coming from me <laughs> rather than from other people. So I wasn't raped. I wasn't sexually assaulted. I consciously put myself into this experience. And I feel like this topic isn't talked about a lot because it came from my own sense of hurt, my own self's sense of trauma and self-loathing in some way rather than another person. I was very much in control and I put myself through the situation. So that was the event, the series of events that I experienced both in my childhood as well as in my 20s that all contributed to my PTSD later on. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about when I got triggered, when I realized that I was still very much affected by those past experiences. 
to the point that my PTSD was triggered. Fast forward five years ago, I met my friend, who's now my best friend, Sargis, and I immediately fell in love with him. Now, I have a whole episode with Sargis going through our experience, and you can go and listen to it. It's all about unrequited love. I think it's called How to Deal with Unrequited Love. I'm going to share the episode in the show notes below so you can go and listen to that whole story. But long story short, I fell in love with Sargis. Sargis wasn't in love with me, but I, we decided to stay friends because our connection was so strong and I didn't want to give up that friendship just because I couldn't deal with my emotions. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to work on overcoming my emotions and transmuting them to friendly emotions. And spoiler alert, I managed to do that. While I was hanging out with Sargis at the time, being in love with him, we would go out cruising, we would go to gay saunas, we would do sleepovers together. So every time he would have sex or do something sexual with another guy or guys, I would just get triggered as fuck. And that's when my PTSD kicked in. It started with intrusions, intrusive thoughts of Sargis having sex or my past experiences that triggered limiting beliefs that had been created in my childhood that I thought I'd healed but were still active within me. Limiting beliefs of I'm not handsome enough, I'm not sexy enough, otherwise why doesn't he choose me? What is wrong with me? That triggered unhealed childhood traumas. I'm fat, I'm ugly, all the bullying experiences around that, I'm too different, I'm not accepted, I'm a weirdo. All that stuff came up to the surface. I started having avoidance experiences where I would avoid sargays or certain conversations or certain places that we would go to because I wanted to avoid the intrusive thoughts that would come after that. And I became very aroused in the sense of I was hypervigilant. I was experiencing fight or flight symptoms. I was having panic attacks. I was hyperventilating. I unsuccessfully tried to deal with my PTSD using my usual methods. I used meditation and journaling exercises. I did energy healing on myself, self-talk, positive affirmations, tapping. I tried all the techniques that I had in my toolkit. I do this work for a living. I'm like, I can help me, but I couldn't. It was just too much. So I would get anxiety attacks. I would get so depressed. I had so many self-defeating thoughts. I didn't know how to deal with it until one moment when we were on the beach with Sargis. And he ended up having like a threesome with two guys that I liked at the time. And then when I found out, I just flipped on him. I went home and I just broke down in tears. I couldn't control myself. Thankfully, my other best friend was with us, who was actually a therapist. And she was able to comfort me and guide, and, and, and guide the situation. But that's when I realized I needed help. I couldn't help myself anymore. Yes, I had tools that worked but I was too much in my head to be able to help me. I needed someone external who was more objective to be able to help me with something different, with something I hadn't tried before. Which brings me to my healing journey, how I managed to heal my sexual trauma and all my other past traumas and limiting beliefs because there's so much that comes from that. I always teach that triggers are doorways to our traumas and traumas are doorways to our limiting beliefs. So what I did is I worked with an IEMT therapist. 
Again, IEMT stands for Integral Eye Movement Therapy, and it's a psychotherapy technique where you move your eyes while thinking about traumatic memories, and that decreases the intensity of the emotion around that traumatic memory. And it also soothes the actual memory. It makes you forget it a little bit or see it from a different perspective or feel more far away from it so you're not so much affected by it. IEMT also helps with changing limiting thoughts and beliefs and shifting your identity. So if you identify yourself as someone who believes that is unworthy, you transform that identity so that you believe that you're someone who is worthy. So I did three sessions with the practitioner and they were enough to help me heal past traumatic memories because we identified all of my sexual traumatic memories and worked through them. We reframed my limiting beliefs to supporting ones. We updated my identity. But aside from IEMT, I complemented that with other practices from my own toolkit that really supported that journey. Specifically, I journaled about my feelings daily. I dug deeper to identify my core beliefs and my past traumatic experiences. I did not shy away from feeling those emotions, from bringing them up into the surface and actually owning them, feeling them, releasing those emotions, getting them out of my system. Because all negative emotions want are to be heard and acknowledged. And as soon as they are, then they lose their power over you. So that's what I did. I would bring up my emotions to the surface and I would hear them out. Why do you feel this way? Let yourself feel that. Express that. I also use EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. It's a practice that combines acupressure with cognitive behavioral therapy, where you tap on certain places on your face and body while repeating certain statements, and it helps you release negative emotions. So I use tapping daily to resolve negative emotions. I also communicated my emotions and my journey with Sargis. We talked about it. I talked to my friends about it. I opened up and I allowed my friends and my community to support me. I was also very self-compassionate. I knew that I was going through a healing journey and it didn't mean that I wasn't a good spiritual teacher or, or I wasn't good in my work. I knew it was a stepping stone towards helping me become an even better spiritual teacher and coach and healer. I did not judge myself. I was compassionate with myself and I allowed myself to go through this process. I also supported myself with healthy food, exercise, meditation. A lifestyle is really important when you're going through a healing experience because the entire world around you has to be supportive of the journey you're going through. And eventually, three months of intense healing work, I felt liberated. I stopped getting triggered. I fell out of love with Sargis. I stopped taking things so personally and my identity shifted. All those beliefs, I am fat, I'm ugly, I'm too different, I'm not accepted, changed to the exact opposite. And as a result, I was reborn. And my relationship to myself, my body and my sexuality was also reborn. And I realized that. Again, by testing it out, by going to the beach with Sargis and realizing that I was no longer triggered if he was to do something with someone else or when he would tell me about his own sexual experiences, I wouldn't feel triggered anymore. Of course, healing is a lifelong journey. There are still stuff that come to the surface once in a while and I have to do the work and I have to resolve them. But what matters is that now I have the tools that I use to do so and I no longer shy away from that and I no longer 
take my traumas and my self-limiting beliefs for granted. I refuse to let limiting beliefs define how I feel about myself and how I perceive myself. And since then, I'm on a journey to amplifying this new identity. Instead of just doing the untangling work of healing when things get triggered, I also amp up my new identity. Again, with positive affirmations, with self-care practices, with tapping. I build that identity up. I help create new momentum for the new identity of who I am, which allows me to keep on evolving as a person, both sexually, in my relationships, as well as socially. Now, let's talk about how I help others heal as a result of this, because when I went through this journey, I'm like, you know what? I feel so passionate about helping other people, especially gay and queer guys, go through this healing journey because it's a very unique experience we go through that not many people understand. The IEMT therapist I went to was also a gay guy, and therefore I felt that I could trust that person to open up and talk about sex, and I didn't feel judged. I knew he would understand me, and I knew he could guide me through the process because he likely went through similar experiences in his own past, and therefore he understood the way that I talked, what I went through, and how I felt. So I believe personally that when it comes to sexuality, it's best to work with someone who shares your sexuality as well, just so you can be on the same page. There's easier communication there. So after I was so successful with IEMT, I decided to train in the modality. So I trained and I became an IEMT practitioner. I did the advanced course as well. As I told you, I did my master's in psychology and trauma therapy training as well. And now I do work with people one-on-one -on -one to do this work, to help people overcome their fears or limiting beliefs that are blocking them from being their authentic selves, as well as healing past traumatic experiences that are holding them back from expressing their sexuality, from healing their relationship with themselves, and from being able to be joyful, loving, fulfilled people in the world. So if that sounds like a hell yes from you and you feel ready to take this next step in your journey, feel free to get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me on Instagram at George Lizos, or you can check out my website georgelizos.com. If you're going to book a session with me, I suggest you book the Lightworker Helpline session and just specify in the comment section when you book it that you're interested in doing some trauma therapy work so that I know what to expect when we meet. So here we are. Was this helpful? Was it helpful hearing about my own personal journey? I hope that it did help give you some guidance or some inspiration or just the knowing that wherever you are on your personal journey, there is a solution. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and it's a rainbowy light. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate and subscribe to the podcast, share it with people that you know will enjoy it as well and come talk to me on Instagram at George Lizos and tell me all about it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any insights or a story to share, message me on Instagram at George Lizos and tell me all about it. I would love to hear from you.